Too oh. far. Oh, too far, huh? Sorry, guys. All right, here we go. Welcome to Call on the Audible as Eagle is completely discombobulated right now with his uh, side stuff over here. But uh, we are in the shipping container as we uh, approach land, which will be the playoffs, as we are now wrapping up what week, uh, PZ? I don't know. Exactly. You're terrible. I, I've lost track, man. Well, two weeks ago, I was, or was it last? It was last week. Where you're like, it's week nine. I was like, no, it's not possible. We've played six games. We've had a bye. It's week seven because six Dude, plus one is seven. I always confuse like Sundays being the start date, right? Of each yeah. week. I'm so used to it, but it's Thursday the start date. So anyway. But how'd you get two weeks in advance? I don't know, man. That's <laughs> what it is. Anyway, uh, let's dive into Division E. Yes, Eagle. Uh, before we do that, I just want to let everyone know, I have to make you guys a little bit darker this week. So if Mo looks a little bit more like tanned, it's not his no. fault. It's Pisa's fault for My being white, as white as it possibly gets. <laughs> yeah, right. I basically, I um, I decided I wanted to look like a young Colonel Sanders. That's all. Or, or uh, you know, a salesperson going door to door. Can you tell us what's in the magical nice. spices? Uh, no, but I can sell you a vacuum. No problem. All right, let's dive into Division E as we uh, are heating up with this conference or with these two divisions in this conference and how it's played out. And a team that's done very well for themselves, P's, in the last few weeks is uh, Menace to Sobriety. They're on a hot streak of late and how they have won with their defense. And they took out the Rainmakers mm-hmm. uh, earlier on the week, I believe it was a losing track here, on Monday night. <laughs> week eight. <laughs> week eight. They're now four and three. They're in the eye of the race. I think they are going to the playoffs, but the rise of men's to sobriety has definitely been a surprise for all of us. Um, yeah, so so their last three wins, Mo, uh, 33-31 against V-Town. Impressive considering V-Town's athleticism, right? Yes. 32-28 um, to 28 against the False Kings Pinchellos. Um, that's, again, impressive win because while they're False Kings, the Pinchellos were at the top of the standings. Yep. Um, and then they beat the Rainmakers, who we expected to be a, a tough out every week, and another team that was at the top of the standings. Um, early in the season, in my article, uh, I was critical of Bobby Spaghetti's play at quarterback. Uh, he's since been messaging me after every game, telling me, like, because at first he messaged me, he's like, listen, please, it wasn't my choice to play quarterback. And, like, you and I know this. Playing quarterback in FPF, it's not Easy. a beer league. It's it's tough. It's Very really tough. hard league to play quarterback in. Um, and so it's as as it's as impressive a turnaround in a single season as can be expected. The the completion percentage is still a little low for my taste. Um, and and for a little while, uh, they got off to a thirty to six start, Mo. And they they allowed Rainmakers to get back in the game and they didn't score in the second half. Um, but you know what? Chris Williams had a big game. Two interceptions, two pick sixes. And he's been a, a monster in the defensive side of the ball for sobriety. Yeah, absolutely. So it's uh, it's cool to see. They're, they're finding ways to get it done. Yep. Um, the efficiency is just the thing that's got to be improved, and I think that's going to make them a, a concern for teams in the playoffs. Yes, Eagle. My big worry about this is those last five games were decided by less than a score in every mm. single one of them, right? So but you would have thought the way the season started, you would have thought they were blowouts, right? Like you would have thought that they're not going to be in those games given the quality of the opponents. Well, the Pinchello win was actually a 30-6 to lead, or 32-6 to lead, whatever it was. And they allowed Pinchellos to come back in the game. So basically, and same, same thing as Rainmaker. Rainmaker yeah. story back to yeah, back. Yeah, exactly. So they jump out to fast leads or big leads, but they just can't hold on to that lead. And teams chip away at that. Right? So you so think that goes back to what Pease was saying a few weeks ago about teams that don't have like a second half playbook, right? Like one team can make adjustment, the other one can't. Well, and, and that's that's uh, with him not being a quarterback, right? Like a yeah. self-admitted not being a quarterback. Um, that's what that is. That's exactly the eagle. You hit the the, the, the nail on the head. Um, I'm just echoing what you said. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, what I'm saying by saying you're right, eagle, is actually me just saying I am right. Give yourself a nice pat on the back. There we go. Behalf. So that's my hand right there. <laughs> if the plus were to start today, they would actually play Pinchellos in the three versus six matchup. That'd which, be a good game. Which would be a rematch of that you know near collapse by so, yeah. Sobriety. Pinchellos are ranked where? Three right now. Oh, two weeks ago they, they were one. They, I wonder what happened. Oh. They do not have a game played this week. Um, we'll talk about it now. Trailer Park Boys actually sent us a confirmed COVID case completely yeah. outside of FPF, so it just so happened. Um, but our protocol says that that game gets rescheduled to make sure that there's no contact or whatever it is. So that'll happen at a later date. So big quick shout out to uh, Trailer Park Boys for letting us know, following the process, and this is where we're at. So well, I just wanted to give it, everyone it, It's bound to happen, right, in, in a world that we live in. We're not pro athletes, right? And, we're not and, in the bubbles um, here. And the thing is... Um, 
you know, they they, they did they did it as responsibly as possible. They let us know literally as soon as they knew. For they sure. sent us the documentation, and we were able to to handle the situation. Game ball to Pachelis for letting us know as soon as they could. All right, uh, the current crop of quarterbacks in Division E. There are some who could definitely make the next move. Now, we know, hopefully, fingers crossed, if we have a maybe fall club, if not, then the winter season in 2022. Peace, who do you think, and I have my names as well, who do you think can make that jump up to the next level of the FPF world? So for a while, I was really critical of how FPF handled the quarterback cap. Um, I felt as though a lot of guys were just sort of grouped towards the middle, and uh, some guys were hanging around in... Uh, Division E, Division 6 for too long. I remember Michael Solomene after two seasons threw like 96 touchdowns to five interceptions. <laughs> and I was like, why did he get a second season in, in, in the lowest division, right? Like, right. Um, So I have to give credit to the FPF capologists, uh, Eagle and Simon. Although this year it's Eagle flying solo, so to speak. More or less. Um, Pimo had a little bit of input at the beginning of the season, but that's pretty much it. He went on vacation yeah. afterwards. Um, but so to speak. I would say yeah. that like it, the 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 um, I remember times where when you're like sort of the lower tier in a division, like when I when I would when I started in D five, right? Yeah, I felt there was some games where I was like, oh my god, I am here and I'm playing it's this quarterback. I am not gonna have a chance. Um, since there was an adjustment made before, was it last winter season, Eagle? That uh, we what are you referring to now? Where we shifted sort of the quarterbacks, where we 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 allowed. Sort of, sort of like everyone to be sort of progressed, not artificially, but based on on performance. We allowed sort of like a natural progression where like Div D, we saw some quarterbacks move up into Div C, um, and div, we cleaned up a lot of the the, the stragglers in Div E, for example. Yeah, I don't want to get into the specifics, but we definitely changed a little bit of the weighting. Yeah, yeah, and so I think FPF's as competitive uh, as it's ever been, and I like this this crop of quarterbacks in Division E, as the, like I think. If we have another season with all these quarterbacks back, I, I wouldn't be like, oh my god, that's ridiculous. You know, like we're just setting teams up to do uh, to, to to murder other teams. Um, but to me, the guys that I see, I'll, I'll give you a couple of names too of, of guys later on that I think will make a jump up soon, yeah. but just aren't ready yet. Um, but I think Jamal Roach, what I've seen out of him so far, I'm very, very, very impressed. I think he can make a jump immediately. Jeremy Ledoux as well. Just his knowledge of the game alone. I think is um, is impressive. Uh, Joel Hull, from a raw skills perspective, and given the fact that he plays for a team that I think could beat Division D teams now, yep. as is, um, those those three really really strike me as guys that could make the jump immediately. Um, Derek Kastner, I believe it or not, I think I still think he's making a little too many mistakes to be successful in the next division. He's in the year of, of lower end. Yeah, like, like one yeah. more season probably, and he's good to go. Um, but I want to give a shout-out to Michael Hayotis of Balls Deep. Um, I, I saw him play early in the season. He's not ready to make a jump up yet because when I went from Div uh, 5, sorry, from Div 6 to Div 5, I found it a bigger jump than when I went from Div 5 to Div 4. Right. right so like I, I actually found that to be quite a significant change in competition. I, I got one name for you, Sebastian Noel. Save the turf turtles. He's. Uh, I actually just haven't seen him play in person. That's I've why seen I didn't him play add him. A few times. Uh, he got the thing is with him that he will need to improve on is his completion rate early on in games because there was times where I score kept their team where he would be zero for six out of the gate. Didn't really figure out the game as well. But now you've seen the the progression. They're five and three, and he's improved, uh, yeah. you know, nicely in this situation where again through seven games. Uh, he's done fairly well on how he's averaged about 130 yards per game, give or take here. So I think I think he's got to watch out for if this team stays on for the winter next year, probably a 6A or whatever we do for the breakdown divisions for winter, that he might be a 6 guy. But then next year, in 18 months from now, he can definitely play in 5. Yeah, and he's uh, he's got a 5-1 to one touchdown interception ratio. Yeah. I always say like to be borderline to, to, to at least have a five and five caliber team quarterbacks need to keep a three to one in a touchdown interception ratio right um you know you want to be above 60 percent completions he's at 57.3 he's not crazy far away so i think uh i think you're right i think you know if not next season the one after we should see him take a step i up. know v town right now is probably complaining like, bro are you serious bro you're not talking about our team here well you know like 
I have a kind of a curveball question for you guys here. So you've been talking completion percentage a little bit. Do you think for Division E or lower divisions in general that that's the most important QB stat to show progress in like either their playbook or their their talent? Because normally when we talk about like quarterbacks, you want a lot of touchdowns, a lot of yards, no interceptions, etc. But I think oh, when you Eagle, I'm a, I'm walking proof that yards don't mean anything. But I was gonna <laughs> say, but I think like if you're looking at this list of quarterbacks, right? Like we look at uh, Jamal Roach right now, who has 31 to five. We look at Jeremy Ledoux, who has 29 to three. Does that just mean you have a guy running downfield on 40 bombs? You're getting them the ball essentially and getting lucky in a lot of them. I think I think that's where well, but Jamal Roach has a 67 percent completion percentage. So that's that's it though, right? So it, there's a story to be told in yeah. terms of if you're doing that in Div, Div A, it's not a big deal, right? Like you can have a 40 percent completion, and if you're scoring six touchdowns a game, who cares? But I think when it gets to this level, if you're looking about teams that are almost a one-dimensional offense versus those that can actually march the field, have an actual playbook, what do you think is the most important stat to look at then? Um, well, again, well, so like the first thing I would look at is if I'm watching the game, it's actual. like So the, my, 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 my criticism of, of Michael Hyotis, for example, isn't even something in, in the stats so much. It's just when I watch them play. Some of the plays are not fully refined. There's... Um, concepts where guys end up in the same place and uh, the reads uh, aren't entirely there. I, I don't know for certain that he gets to his third and fourth read very often. Um, so that's more of me just watching him play and, 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 and making that analysis while seeing him at the field. But um, I think that the, the two key stats in the lowest divisions, Eagle, to your credit, uh, are the ones that we talked about, are, are the, the completion percentage and, again, touchdown, touchdown and interception because... If you're throwing, if by this point in the season you have like you know, uh, like we see Jeffrey Lefebvre with 17 interceptions so far this season, like that's that's, that's way too good. many. That's, that's way too many. Good. If you had you know 10, 11, 12 by this point, it's, it's a touch high uh, for for where you want to be. All right, so Eagle, you um, notified us about balls deep and and now for those in this division who don't know who hashtag NR is, there's a documentary about this team, which uh, essentially um, talks about the history of how they kind of. Went from high school to being a flag football team, greatest recreational sports team. So anyway, balls deep. Are they the new hashtag NR that are cocky, bravado, arrogance, and show up with fans? A lot of fans that show up to games who should be in the stands. And yes, should be in the stands, which we'll talk about momentarily here. And they bring out fans. I'm oh, sorry. And they have turned their season from what was going to be an 0 for 10 to now in the thick of the playoff race. I, I think I'll add another adjective to that. They're also very athletic. I think that's the part that caught me off guard a little bit. I happened to catch them uh, playing at the same time as me at Laval on Sunday night. And by the way, hi guys, but thanks for uh, saying hi to me. Cause they're like, who are you? And I'm like, I'm Eagle. They're like, Oh, so that was fun. Uh, but yeah, Did just they like feed you Eagle. It, it was, it reminded me of early no regard. Like I still have this memory. I want to say it must've been like, winter 2013 maybe 2012 or something of playing in Brossard walking off uh, of our field after we played our game and it was uh, no regard versus checkmate which was, I was Pisa's there. team <laughs> and I remember watching this game at the beginning and I'm like oh these guys are good type of thing and I remember walking up the sideline and I think it was like one of the Moses brothers I just kind of mentioned you're gonna have to take away this guy pointing at uh, Mike Carbone essentially like your main receiver at that point yeah. like he's gonna be the big threat take him away they're like oh thanks and I think that game ended up being like 14-12 no regard yeah. or something but there, I get there was I get, a, there was a safety that wasn't called that would have given us the game, but it doesn't matter. So I I remember like that same feeling I had of like watching them and being like, okay, they have the energy, they have the passion, they have actual athletic skill. It's not polished yet, clearly. Like there's still work to be done on yeah. that front. But I still I get that same vibe, you know, like the. I, I see what you mean. Yeah, I would say the one difference is um, you don't have sweatshirts. <laughs> they don't. On it. Um, no, the the one difference for me is that Alex Holloway. Even back then, who, who obviously now is you know a top five quarterback in FPF of all of FPF, but at the time he obviously wasn't that yet. Yeah. But he had already had experience in the league where Michael Hyotis is new. The playbook was just a little bit more refined, a little bit uh, better constructed. Mm-hmm. He had a clear idea of his game plan going into the game, and and just a bit of a better executor. Uh, but I have no doubt Michael Hyotes will get there. He's, he's to me, Division E's rookie of the year. So what type of playbook would you recommend to him then? Like, are you thinking he's more of like an intermediate stretch the field? Is it a flood system? Do you want like crossers? Do you want ISO routes? Like, what would you, what would you say based on the team? I love his athleticism and I like his ability to throw on the run. Um, I would use 
I would use a lot of ISO concepts in a different way than a lot of quarterbacks because he can run and change wind, change the throwing window. So like where uh, basically if the defense is static and has a guy covered, but then he can scramble a couple yards to his left or to his right to change the throwing window. I think that's going to, that's deadly for them. Um, and they have the athleticism Eagle that um, if they sort of, have guys at different la- different layers, and he's able to, to to buy time, change the window, get the ball into the, his receiver's hands quickly. Uh, those guys can take it upfield and do serious damage. And also, he can take off with his feet at any time. He's got he's got three rushing touchdowns as well. I, I, I think it's three, if not, or was it five? Five. Sorry, my mistake. Five touchdowns. And one more thing for balls deep. Uh, keep your fans on the stands, not on the sidelines, please. Yeah, that's the one. Like we we've praised you for your play, but also just don't be jerks. Yeah, because in a COVID world. Yeah. We need to be careful what's going on. This was no well, COVID. Well, in general, even if it wasn't COVID, we technically don't allow for spectators on the field yeah. because they're technically considered part of your bench and therefore the bench can get penalties for anything they say. So we always say put them in the stands. Some fields actually would prevent player uh, people not non-players from not getting on the field at yeah. all, forcing you to go to the bleachers. So outdoor fields, obviously less regulated, COVID, outdoor type of stuff, blah, blah, blah. You're supposed to be in the actual grandstands themselves or off the field. So... At least, at least off the side, off the sidelines, and on the bench is the smallest we can ask of you, depending on the venues, because sometimes they might not have bleachers. We're well, playing Laval, so yeah, Laval was... you have you actually have, so you can make that work. All right, uh, Division D. When we look at uh, the current situation, the term is safe or man the panic stations. PZ. Okay. Now I will throw teams at you. Ten words or less. Are they safe or man the panic stations? Type of thing here. So let's see how well you, know, you can... Not a lot of words is not my strength. Right? I know, I know. <laughs> That's why. Okay, here we go. Very verbose. Here we go. Uh, team me. number one, Stoics, at four and three. They're in the sixth hole in their division. And if the playoffs were to start today, they would be in. Um. Well, okay, so first of all, any team that's got more than three... That's ten words. <laughs> okay, wait, this is, this is a preface. This is a preface. This is going to stand for this whole segment. Um. Any team with... Three wins doesn't have any reason to panic because they pretty much clinched a playoff spot. But would you be worried about where they're positioning because of playoff um, matchups? No, not really because we don't even know <laughs> what the playoff format's going to be yet. Do that again. Any okay. team with three wins shouldn't panic because they're in. Yeah. Okay, we're good. Ten words. But that, that wasn't my analysis. So Stoics, uh, my analysis is turning it around. What's the panic or manic? Safe, Safe, or Safe panic. for panic. Um, safe. That's four words. You got six more if you want. If you um, want, you I can't bank them. Though. I like hot dogs. Not tonight, Eagle. All right, that's six kiss words. my end zone. They are two, four, and one. They're in the tenth hole right now at five points. They are three points above the drop zone. We're balling sixties. Laying weight. Panic. Roster instability. Defensive woes. You got five more. Um, Alexi has a wonderful smile. All right. Trap stars in the four hole at five and two. They are in comfortable prime position. They are in the top four of their conference. Safe or panic in terms of where they're heading? Safe. They may be. False Kings. Five more. Schedule has been light. One more. Yes. <laughs> mean Girls at two and four. They're in the eleventh hole. And this, um, an FYI, they their game against Glow Gang was delayed and will be rescheduled because of uh, lightning. Lightning. Same thing with the Melons Orioles game, I think. Exactly. That would be rescheduled for week 11. So they're going to continue on in the second half. They were up 12 0 at that moment. So, Mean Girls, we will exclude that game, PZ, at 2 4 in the 11th hole. Safer panic. Panic. Need one more win. Not enough wins yet for them safe. Vultures at seven and one. They are at fourteen points in the two hole. Safe or panic? Safe. Haven't lost since week one. Five more. Five more. Ben McMahon, really shifty guy. <laughs> Voodoo. 
They're in the eighth hole at 3-4-1. They have played eight games, which is actually one of three teams in this conference side of the bracket that has played the most games so far. So at 3-4-1, at seven points, they are five points above Loyola for the drop zone. Think about it from this perspective. Safer panic of where they're headed off to in the playoffs. Panic. Sometimes they're dominant. This is not one of those seasons. Clinkers at two and five. They're in the 11 hole right now at four points. Two above Loyola and Petey's and Negroni's. So are they safe or panic? Panic. Um, team is okay. Missing one more piece to make legit. Tuts and parlays in the seventh seed at four and three. Safer panic. Safe. Gritty team that competes each week and also likes meatballs. Arush at six and one in the first seed at 12 points. Three way tie for the number one, two, and three seeds in this division. Safe or panic? Currently where they are. Safe. Great win. Where the hell is the food? Supposed to bring. <laughs> <laughs> I miscounted. The leftovers. Be supposed to bring. The leftovers at two and six. They are two points above the uh, drop zone, which is Loyola in the 13th hole. Safe or panic? Panic. Have pardoned my swag. And Los Siete Amigos. Oh, you should have gone with the On schedule. Should have gone PMS no, and I'm LSA. Good. I'm good. It was 10 words. Was close. There's ten words. They're all close. He's That's actually doing quite uh, good. Yeah, he's doing very well for himself. All right. Uh, it's almost more. like a marine. Two more. Two more to go. Blackouts at five and three. Now think about it right now. Safer panic. They were at top of the pinnacle for quite a while. They played the most games in this conference at five and three. Safer panic. Safe. Probably have the most athletic roster in. This summer's E. D. D. Season, maybe. D. Division. This summer's D. All right, last one for you. I could just go in Div D. L, sorry, LBB, two, four, and one. Safe or panic? They are in the 10th hole, three points above the drop zone. Thank you for buying time while my internet lagged. I really appreciate that. Um, I'm going to say safe. Three, one, and one. I'm sorry, two, one, and one. Since Minton Tat took over QB. <laughs> All right. Some yeah. of these aren't sentences, but it's okay. It makes sense. All right. So we that was that was actually quite fantastic. I'm gonna give you a nice little uh, applause here. I am bowing for the audio audience. There you go. There's so, no sound in a bow, however. Arush, new guys, PMS are in the penthouse. And the next way we have Blackouts, LSA, Tutson, Parlays, Top Season. Um, Blackouts, LSA, Tutson, Parlays, and Top Season. Those four teams. Does anyone? Does any of these teams pose a threat to the top three of this division? Sorry, which one's Top Season? Tutson, uh, Parlays? Blackouts, LSA. Blackouts, absolutely. Blackouts are the most athletic team in the division. But their quarterback plays a little suspect of late. They have been relying on their defense to make plays. How have plays. they dropped three games is my question then. They've had issues with rosters, like injury, injuries and guys not being there, and they have not played as well as they did in the first half of the season. Yeah. Um, the last part of my swag is concerning because that's the kind of team that would give Brad Evans a hard time, right? Like that's They're very aggressive. They're, they're tough in the flats. Um, but Julien Lachance completing eight passes and throwing three interceptions is rough. That's that's a rough game. Um, I, I'm i starting to worry a little bit, um, but when you see this roster, they had everyone there, Mo. Yeah. They had Julien throwing a quarterback. They had both... Uh, they had both Kazakas. Yeah, they had both Kazakas there. Ryan Vance that was there, Alex Delille was there, Chris Sioni. Uh, I don't, I don't understand. Um, what do you, what do you think is the issue right now? Like, given that 
I know they've had roster instability, but that wasn't the case in this game. Um, and it's not losing a part of my swag. It's getting blown out the way they did, 31-6. Well, we can go back to their game against Voodoo on August 1st. I score kept that game in Lachine. Uh, they didn't have a full roster. They had, I think, like three pick sixes to win that game, and they won by 17 points. That was the first sign for me of cracks showing up uh, you know, on the street for where they occupy. And mm-hmm. I think from that point onwards, you saw it happen. La Rouge by six. Uh, PMS blew them out of the water. Now they have top season coming up in Loyola to finish off the year. They could probably split those two games. But if you go into the playoffs at, say, six and four, if that's the case to be, you're a middle-of-the-pack team, and you're not going to have a good draw in theory about who you Maybe, because, again, we don't know. <laughs> we don't know what the plan is. Yeah. Still planning still plan. We are doing <laughs> So, Eagle, let me ask you a question I probably should ask off-camera. Mm. Um, do we have the goddamn meeting set? Yes. W- when is it? I'm not going to say it. Okay. But you know what? Can you, we, say, can you text you, it to me? Should we yes. not hold like – okay, again, people are curious about the playoff format, which will be revealed sooner than later, but should we not hold off until the last week so we don't – what has been discussed? It won't – It won't. The, whatever we choose, tanking won't be possible. Yeah. So so here's, here's kind of what Division D teams should expect. The games for Division D playoffs are already scheduled. So if you go to the website, you're going to see the playoff dates that are already listed, okay? Yeah, you need to show so, that on screen here, Eagles. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go back to the main site and we can go through that essentially. Like all the stuff is already available in terms of when the games are going to be. So if you're looking to plan out your schedule and have that ready to go, if ever this were to load, there we go. So we already have the dates for them. So Division D, we're looking at September 9th, which is the Thursday for the divisional round. Who decided to put this during NFL opening night of Tampa Cowboys? Welcome to fall. We're delayed by a month. Usually we finish before. I don't know if you know this start. one. There was a global pandemic that changed I had all no idea sports what was going on the last 18 months. <laughs> I just thought we had a home vacation. That's what we had. By the way, Mo, Look, thank you so much for everything you've done. We really appreciate <laughs> it. Like, normally we end up with the schedule ending beginning of August. That's We're right. off yeah. by about 30 to 60 days easy, right? Not like, for sure. In that range. So it is what it is. So, yeah. So your first game, if you're making Division D playoffs, is September 9th. Whether you're Division D1 or D2 after we split, doesn't really change anything. Your game is on September 9th. Same thing when you get to the quarterfinals, your game is September 12th. Same thing when you get to the semifinals, September 19th. And same thing if you get to the finals, it's September 26th. So the schedule does not change at all. The only difference is... Which grouping are you in and who are you playing? Of which, like I said, we're keeping this secret until the end of the season so people can't manipulate their schedule accordingly. Also because we're super disorganized and can't hold a meeting. Yeah. That's the real reason. Or so because it's strategic. Or or book guests for this show when we give 24 hours (laughs) of advance I did book you a guest. I booked a Division E. Oh, that's right. Yeah. How long did this take? You know, two, three weeks for the staff? And and also, like, you know, you got me for that segment where I had – I couldn't prepare and had to, had to, on the spot, come up with exactly 10 words to describe a team. Speaking of couldn't prepare, uh, something to co-ed. Uh, Power Rangers, Hammer, third down for what? They've won two in a row against third down for what? They're in first place. Are they now the favorites to win this game? Now, let's, let's put a little FYI in this. Uh, the Murphy boys did not play in the loss to Power Rangers uh, in Brostard on Monday, but... Nonetheless, though, they did not That's show up. That's two in a row they drop, right? Yeah, but they didn't two, show up. Two Power Rangers. I, I score kept that game. Unfortunately, and there was an f- unfortunate ass, um, accident with one of the players from third down for what? We hope he's okay. Who, who is it? Uh, it was a sub who, unfortunately, his knee um, didn't, didn't uh, survive the uh, shock. And hopefully he's all right. But the point is this. They did not show up yesterday, Power Rangers. Um, a third down for what? Power Rangers were essentially toying with these guys all throughout the football game. Yeah, it's um, it's rough. Um, I I didn't expect that. I thought I thought they'd split the in, the uh, the season series, and I thought I would give the slight edge in the playoffs to third down for what. But given the fact that it's clear, it's pretty clear the Murphy boys likely will not be around for much of the season. Um, they said they will, but again, will? With, with tackle commitments and practices, I don't know how yeah, much we'll they're allowed to the go. The willingness might be there. The real, yeah. the real, uh, the realistic chance is though that they may miss games, um, or may not be themselves from just having to do all that. Long right? day of practice. Um, so at this point, you got to give Power Rangers the edge. Um, it's crazy because third down for what defensively has been about the same as Power Rangers. Um, 
And the point, you know, like they've also scored by far the most points in all of Kuwait, yeah. right? So, like, it's it's stro- so strange to see them struggle in back-to-back weeks, given that, to me, heading into the series, they, they, were, they had the slight edge, and I thought in the playoffs they'd have that edge as well. Now, I don't think that's the case. I think yeah, Power I, Rangers are the, are the front runners. I think there's a bit of shakiness now to third down for what, if they're not full power. And, yeah. and, you know, brings up the next question, because Party Mix now, they'll play third down for what next week? In fact, third down for what I believe their schedule wraps up very soon. They have a doubleheader, I believe. They have a bye week coming up and two games to wrap up the year. So third down for what will play Party Mix next in two weeks here. Party Mix has to win by sixteen plus points for the tiebreaker. Peasy, could they do the unthinkable and maybe be the two seed in the playoffs come September? Um so I don't think so, and here's why. Um I I was actually at the Fighting Tigers party mix game uh, this past Sunday, um, and it was twenty to eighteen. They beat the Fighting Tigers, but Fighting Tigers were five players, um, and they kept it close. Um, they asked my boys to sub. I I was throwing. I had to get ready to play our game, so I told my guys like, "Hey guys, anybody who wants to go, go play." A lot of my players are new at FPF kind of intimidated by playing with people they didn't know, kind of intimidated by playing co-ed. So unfortunately, they, they couldn't bail them out. Um, weren't comfortable doing it. So it was a rough night. Um, but Fighting Tigers, able to keep it close. Like that that worries me a little bit for Party Mix. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Francois Delorier uh, made some, some great throws in this game. But there just seemed to be uh, a little bit of a, la- a lull in the second half. Um, Part of it was was fighting Tigers, especially early second half, really trying to slow the game down. Um, but then, you know, they, they should have party make sure to scored on every drive. So can can they slay third down for what when they meet up in two weeks? No, no, not a, like they they were good, but to me that there's a clear division in talent. Um, if if that's gonna be, if that's gonna be the kind of performance they put out mm-hmm. there, uh, I do want to shout, shout out uh, Mary Lou Cote Noel. Um, she had uh just great game overall. Yeah. Um, caught all of her targets. Uh, caught a ball, you know, on the I think one or two yard line going to the ground. Um, and I believe if I'm remembering correctly, I again I was warming up, so I was sort of paying attention now and again. Um, I believe it was Mary Lou uh, Mary Lou uh, Cote Noel who caught a beautiful uh beautiful ball from. Francis Laurier, but she had to extend a little bit, caught at the back of the end zone in the convert. Yeah. Uh, really impressed with her athleticism, as I, I always am whenever I see her play. And, and I, every time I see her play, I'm reminded by why I'm always impressed by her play. Right. So here, okay, I, I watched a bit of this game here, and last sec, unfortunately, lost 40 to 36. To Ying Yang. Ying Yang actually was down in this game at one point. Um, could this be a sign of things now uh, for, for the positive angle for last sec that maybe. They're starting to turn the corner in which those close games were game blown out at first, but now they're losing that close game that now they can win the close games and move up the ladder. So, Mo, you've watched Lesek before, right? Have, the yes. problem has always been their quarterback play. They've yes. never really seemed to have a quarterback that can actually drive the field. And I'm looking at the stat line here. Did they do that this game, or did they just throw a bunch of deep balls and get lucky in a few they, of them? They, from what I saw, because I was looking, I was scorekeeping my field. They were next to me, but they they just made big plays. They had a pick six uh, in the game. They they had they looked like a better football team that kind of figured things out. Unfortunately, this kind of closed it out in in the matchup against uh, Ying and Yang, and it makes me wonder about Ying and Yang and how they are going towards the playoffs. But I think Pease that Lesek could build on this and maybe become. More competitive as they if they stick around here for the future seasons coming up for FPF. Well, and they replaced um, Allison Francion with uh, Rafael Bolchan quarterback, but Francion had a huge game uh, with 111 yards yes. on his catches. Um, maybe this is a better uh, deployment of their talent. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I saw that score, and they scored more than half of their season total. Of points in this one game, right? Against a very competent team in Yin and Yang, I know they haven't been. Uh, they, they've kind of had some struggles this season, but they're still a competent FPF team. Sure. Um, Lasek is at that point where you know we say it all the time: teams take a little bit of time if they're from outside of FPF to learn the game. That's where they are, and they're they're reaching that point where like 
they're starting to get it. It's really cool to see. All right, Division C, we look at Jeff Rosenblatt. He's been signed on by shit to be their quarterback for the duration of the season. I look at it from this perspective. Could he be the reason why shit wins the Div C title? Because they look like they've not lost a step with him at quarterback. And they do play infantry their next game. And so, Pease, the first question is, can they can They, they play uh, Silent Ticklers next game. Yeah, oh, the t- Silent Ticklers and they have infantry coming up. Yeah. So, can can he do the unthinkable and turn their forces around and lead them to a deep playoff run and perhaps beat infantry and give them the first W, or first loss? So, I'm going to ask you a question, Mo. Who would you rather have as quarterback, Jeff Rosenblatt, Jeff Rosenblatt or Jake Applebaum? Jeff Rosenblatt. Yeah, I, I like nothing against Jake. Um, Jake's really good, and he's – He's improving as time goes, but um, Jeff Rosenblatt's a guy who he's improved at a rate that we thought to be unthinkable, right? Like he, we saw him get really good really fast, right? Um, and so I, I like I like what Rose has done. Um, it's he a really study of the quarterbacks, though. That's what he did. Sorry, he studied other quarterbacks. Yeah, like, that's what he did. But he had and he had the ability to execute it, right? Because yeah. um, a lot of guys can study the game as much as they want, but sure. executing is another issue. Um, the team. There's nothing wrong with this roster. Noah like, Groper is a really good receiver. Noah Groper is Jacob Boydman always underused on every team he's in. Um, Jordan uh, Jordan McKinnis. Okay, he's only a sub. Uh, Matt Matt Lapage though. Like, you know, so they 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 have pieces. Greg Castile too is another guy, uh, underrated FPF player. Um, my thing is is that I still think this team is a notch under the the top teams. Uh, but Jeff Rosenblatt puts him in a position like we saw with B-Ballers where he can actually keep them in the game enough that if things break, they can break their way, right? right. Um, the big test, I think th- I think Silent Ticklers, by the way, you know, despite early troubles, like that, that's a team that's improved. I know they took a loss this week, but they've they've improved and they, they, they prior to this past week had won three straight games, right? So that's going to be a challenge. Um, and the next game against infantry is going to be a challenge. That, that'll give us a real idea of how big the, the addition of Rosenblatt is in real terms to this team. Well, here's the thing, right? If you were to prorate his stats compared to Jake Applebaum, he would actually have 50 touchdowns as he played a full season with But it, it, it's a small sample size, and he just played the worst team in the division. No, for sure, but I'm saying that from the perspective that if what well, he's done and seeing what, how he utilized Noah Groper, who was uh, near perfect two weeks ago in Brossard and how he was catching the football – they just look a lot more different because he's utilizing all of his receivers. Not going to deep balls often, but he's using the short game well. And look, he knows his go-to targets at key moments, whether it's Lepage, Groper, uh, Adam Rockman included in that in that whole uh, equation. So I think they do have the horsepower, and you know they do play infantry in two weeks. They got silent ticklers coming up um, on Monday Night Football. So. They take out ticklers. I think they got that momentum that maybe they can pull the rug underneath. But so, so I, I agree that with Rosenblatt quarterback, they have a chance to upset one of these teams, right? But um, let's say they would end up in a situation where they'd have to run through at least two of three of B-ballers blessed in infantry. Now B-ballers have already seen them. Infantry will have already seen them. Um, they beat uh, B-ballers as well. So, I understand, but they, they beat by a point, and now B-ballers have seen Rosenblatt, right? Yeah. So like... Do you think they are good enough as constituted to at least beat two of those three teams, if not all three in the playoffs? Yeah, because you know, guys, you guys know very well, right? In FPF playoffs, it's not your traditional like pro sports where you know this team is going to make it to the playoffs, make it to the finals, right? Make a deep run. I, I think we knew from the beginning of the season that at least one of these three teams would be at the finals. You would hope so. You would pray for for the for the viewer, viewership purposes. We want to have sexy teams, not uh, lethargic teams. But the point is this that you get on a run. You can knock out these teams. We've seen lower division yeah, You can knock out lower. a team. Yeah, You're not going to knock out three. You never know. I do know. They're not going to knock out three. In fact, Eel, make sure you mark this, cut this up. When they knock out all three, please use it to make well, fun of me. Let's but as <laughs> I'm going to stand by it. I don't, I don't think they can beat all three of those teams. There's, well, there's theory, a difference between uh, those three teams. The cream rises to the top, right? That's what we've seen all season. The top three teams are the three teams we knew from day one were the best teams in the division, bar none. Well, the thing is, if they finish in the top four and they're one, two, three, they would only play two out of three. If they Maybe. But it, long here, so. they, they won't have to play each other before having to play shit, right? So if all three of those teams keep winning... Well, they might be constipated playing shit. 
What? They might be constipated. They constipated. might. They might. Being plain you got to get that shit out. Exactly. Uh, take some uh, water. Help. All right. Uh, we look at Santara. Right? They They take out top sauce. They are now back in the playoff picture for their positioning right now. At number nine, a two, four, and one. Are you comfortable that they are going to the playoffs with their win over top sauce, thus giving them the tiebreaker over their rivals from the West Island? It helps. Um, and what's also helping is that um, I think Balls Deep will be eliminated this week. Um, I think Mangoose and Easy W haven't shown me anything that would indicate that. Uh, Le Santar or Top Saucer in any position to lose their, their, their playoff seating at this and point. And Mangoose will not have Thomas Coutu playing this week because he oh. had three OCs last week. I wonder what their record without Thomas Coutu is, by the way, because he's such a disruptive player. Well, they're one in six this year, so I would imagine. No, but I mean in general, like yeah. like in, in their history, because it's also their first time playing this division, right? right so right. I expected they would struggle, which they have. Right. I, I, th- I think Santar now are, I would put them in the safe position of where they're going to be at two, four, one, at five points. I just think Top Sauce has lost a little bit of the uh, the curiosity of how they were because you look, you look at Patrick Jazon, he's trying his best, you know, but the thing is, he's not reading the field well enough. He's always going to Darnell it, Riley, it, and he's got to get the ball to other guys who are open. It's a rough spot for Patrick Jazon. It, it is. It's, it's not the most, it's not he, the most desirable he spot. He is. A competitor. He's a guy who who understands the game as well as anyone. But the speed of the game in Division C is quick. It is, and um, he's never thrown in this division before. And this was a team that was supposed to be one of the top teams in the division, and now he has all the expectations of having this really good roster, and now has to deal with with succeeding under those expectations. Right. In a division, he's never quarterback before. So, I love him as a player. I think he's a great dude as a human being in general. Um, but unfortunately, those things are not going to help him. Um, not going to help him succeed, right? And mm-hmm. and the big game is is this week. If they beat Mangoose. That pretty much locks them up and locks Mangoose out of the playoffs. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, the Otherwise, they'll have to get through Blue Dreamers and or Silent Ticklers, which right. I don't think is happening. Who has the best offense, blessed infantry or b-ballers? Like if you look at it right now, the three best offensive points points for who has the best offense? Um, I I so I think infantry's defense inflates how good their offense looks. Right, they're always in good position. Yeah. Right. Um, and I haven't checked to see if they have a lot of defensive scores. Maybe Eagle can find that while we're discussing this. Um, but I know that they're, con- they're creating a lot of turnover on downs and it puts them in a great position. Um, I love Stephen Harper's offense. Yeah. I love his ability to read. I love the weapons he has. Um, he had some guys missing sort of in the middle part of the season, which should be coming back. Kevin Smoot has been injured. Will Power, uh, Jesus Camp. Um, yeah. But like when they're f- all there, Isaiah Lard, Marvin Steinberg, uh, Will Power, Svetna. Svetna, Kevin Smuda. Like, wh- wh- who do you stop? According to the current stats, the infantry have three pick sixes. Okay. 21 interceptions, though. Probably about the same for uh, for Bless. Yeah, Bless honest, has Crazy Gordon Bless has four yeah. with 19 S- interceptions. Svetna yeah. has a bunch of them, I think. So, well, pick sixes, though. Crazy Gordon Mall got two in that one yeah, game. Yeah, that's right, against Centaurs. Yeah, when Jordan Rossi kept thinking that hook was open although admittedly the infantry have only allowed they've allowed less than 1200 yards yeah but that's what i mean like they're 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 in better position to score more frequently so i think to to me what's really impressive about infantry and we're splitting hairs these are the three best offenses in the division they're probably the three best defenses in the division um but to me infantry's defense is so overwhelming right right so like they're just always putting their offense in a position to succeed, which is, that's the complimentary game, right? That's what you want to have. Uh, Sean Submergent, by the way, sneaky, got up there with 16 sacks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and to, to get that, this many sacks in um, a division as high as Division C, it's a lot of coverage sacks. Right, so. right. So those are the three best teams. We'll see if those two of the three will be in the finals when it's all said and done on September 25th. Six or twenty seventh for the game here, Eagle. Yes. Your sh- your shit take was a shit take. Just so yeah. you know. Yeah, I'm constipated right now about that. Hmm. 
What day is that, Eagle? Uh, if the 26th is a Sunday, Sunday it's night. the 27th. Do, the t- do we have the time set for the finals or no? Like to give t- They're teams already a- all set. What time is that final? So we have to give teams an idea because it is oh, scheduled when it's scheduled. I think I'll be able to be there for both days. You go as it turns out. Yay! We have a broadcast team. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Division A, Division B, uh, KGP champs. They, they're starting to turn it around here. What they is always three? do. It's 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 so it's so frustrating. Look, they won three in a row. Yeah. Could they be the ones that challenge Erjans Manek? No. All right. <laughs> Next question. Perfect. That's all I need to know. Um, but, but when you look at their chances, though, they, they look like a better team now compared to where they were when they got blasted by Contraband. Yes. Absolutely. Well, A, Contraband's a Division One team. Absolutely. KGP. The only team, I think, that even has a chance against a lot of these Division One teams on a game-in, game game-out basis is Jean Smitzik. Um To KGP's defense, they lost to Jean Smitzik, but it was the first game of the season. I would say we tend to overreact to those games because some teams are rustier than others. Some teams it takes a while to get to get their, 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 their season together. And KGP is the team probably in FPF history that's the most guilty of taking a couple of weeks to to, to look like themselves, yeah, right? It's their training camp the first two weeks. Get um, back in FPF shape. And Phil Cutler just, he always seems to give his team a chance, right? Yeah. And um, we're seeing them turn it around. He wasn't there this week. It was Liam Mahoney throwing. Um, so, you know, competent, competent uh, replacement. Um, and the team itself, like I said, it's, it's, it's solid. It's okay. But it's going to go as far as the magical Cutler games go. We'll take him, basically. Right. So, in this case, it wasn't him, but... We've also seen him be better since that contraband game. When you look at the Division B standings right now, a lot of teams are below 500. Are you, are you disappointed by the current win-loss records for some of these teams? Because we thought maybe it would be a lot more competitive of how... Don't say we. I didn't think it. I think it would have been. I know there's a crossover games, but I thought you, it would have been thought, more So you thought there was a team that was even 80% as good as your So I was going to say, well, Mo, when you look at these standings, knowing full well most of these teams have played one, if not two games against Division A teams, well, that's it. you think these standings are showing a not competitiveness in Division B? Because I see this as they're actually very close to each other. Yeah. It's exactly what I thought it would be, is that we have essentially a Division A team competing in Division B, and Jean Smitzik. And then we have basically... A really tight divisional race for competing for second place, basically. But the fact that we have some of these teams here at two and six, like for example, like here for the beers, a two and five, they're a good roster. Mm-hmm. They're not a bad roster. I, I thought they would have been at least at this point four and three, not two and five. I mean, but it, like, so the thing is, again, take for granted that the division B teams not named Jerson Smitzik will likely lose. Well, Most admittedly, BYOB has only played one Division A team, right? Because look at their divisional record. They're 1-5 yeah. in five and 7 yeah. games. Versus yeah, yeah, BYOB, guys, yeah. to me, BYOB is the one that's more disappointing than than, uh, than here for the Beers. Did we get that uh, request from Stephen Osmond to change the stat, uh, Eagle? Probably. I don't know. Maybe. Yes. Let's just say one of his teammates wasn't happy that they came up to me with that, the request, 20 minutes oh. after they lost. Sure. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so, like, I mean, you say that, but – that very good roster got smacked by the team that I thought was going to run away with the division who has because this was the most predictable thing of all time. And BYOB's uh, one, of, one of two wins have come against Chernobyl. I, I don't know why we haven't set up like illicit gambling on FPF because there's a, there would have been a good chance here to, to make some money on Rajon Smedzik winning this division because it was the most obvious thing that was ever going to happen. So should we put their name on the trophy uh, banner now? Yeah. Start, right, start etching. Start etching. Uh, like to do it for the Masters, right? When you start seeing, oh, and there goes the name of so-and-so as we arrive at the 18th hole. And we're not even at the 18th hole, and they're going to win the trophy right now. Yeah. Uh, Division they, A. They, they're winning at the top of the back, back nine. They definitely are. So, Contraband beat All-Stars. It was a fun game. Over 600-plus passing yards from Kevin Wyeth and Dallas Zara. Um, safe to say now that Contraband will be the two-seed, given that one game, played, uh, one game less played than everyone else. We know Joe Mayo is the best quarterback right now. Could we put Dan Lazaro over Kim Wyeth in the current pantheon of quarterbacks? So, um, I got a message from Kevin Wyeth this week. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, Kev's a good dude. Of and course he, he is. He's a great guy. He, uh, he was just like, you know, P's, I'm not hurt anymore. You, you, you know, you got to stop picking. I was like, well, look, Kirak told me you're hurt. He's like, you got to stop picking against us. <laughs> Contraband won that game, but you know what? 
Wyeth starting to look like old Wyeth again. I played with. I don't know. He had he had some uh, bad. He had a bad int in the first drive. Yeah, that's he true. Read, he didn't read the play, and he got picked off by Tam Billy Death. He got picked off by Tam, I think, twice in that loss. And, and I mean, look, it happens. You're going to throw ints. We're all human, but I just think Lazara. And again, I think Dan's taking a big s- stride this year. He went serve for serve with Wyeth in that in that win, and he I, came up big when it mattered most. Some of the, some of the highlights on our Instagram page from earlier today, like there was one which is like a, an out route to uh, one of the Pinot brothers. I don't remember which one. That ball is in the perfect spot. Like it, great spiral, great speed on a line exactly where it needs to be outside defender, not there. Lazara looks really good this year. I, I was on the Lazara bandwagon from when he was in Division 5. Yeah, Do- so dodging divisions in Division space 5. Space parts, right? Or was no, it was sea parts. Sea Assassins. Sea Assassins. I still remember playing them in the Division 5, and I'm rushing him that game, and they had Zach Jonio on the team at that point in time. And pretty much that. It was just 40-bomb, ball, exactly. Back shoulder, perfect position. I'm rushing him, so I get to Lazara. I turn to look at the ball, and I go, nice ball. And he goes, I know, eh? <laughs> <laughs> So me, bro, I serious. I don't. I don't like doing the ranking one, two, three because to me it's irrelevant. It's splitting hairs. Like they are the top tier quarterbacks in FPF. That they are. It's it's them three. It's Jomer, it's Kevin Wyatt, and 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 Daniel Zara in any order you want, and then a huge fall off. So it's like I, in fantasy, right? Like like the, the top three running backs are all essentially the same that you're gonna draft, right? Like it's the same thing as here. The, the, these guys are. All ostensibly the top tier, and then you can choose whatever you want as your number one. It doesn't matter. They're all the best quarterbacks in the field. And FYI, uh, Lazar's played one game. He's played seven games in total. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe Mayo's played nine. Kevin Watts played eight. So he could win the passing yard crown at the clip he's going at uh, mm-hmm. when it's all said and done. I have breaking news, by the way, on this. So this is going to be a half plug for social media. So make sure you're following us on Instagram so you can check out all the stories and posts and everything, including clips of this show. Um, We had posted a question earlier today, which said uh, today being Tuesday. So by the time you're listening to this, it's probably already over the poll. But anyway, we said, which quarterback do you want going into the 2021 playoffs if you had to pick between Lazara and Wyeth? And right now, as of the time of this recording, it's fifty-two forty-eight in favor of Lazara. Did he? Did he stack the ballot box? He did not. Uh, by the way, uh, Lazara uh, is nineteen touchdowns away from seven hundred in his career. Well, I think Wyeth has like five thousand, so he's not. Far yeah, but off. he's just been playing longer. Stop. Yeah, it's like nonstop going. It's here. not the same. Like you have to look at a per season average or or whatever. Exactly. All right, it is now time for Games of the Week. Again, follow us on social media. It's fun. Don't forget to like and subscribe on YouTube or follow us on Spotify. My God, with the CS Sasses, he had 61 touchdowns in uh, It wasn't even, yeah, it wasn't even close. All right, you guys ready? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're going to go backwards this time. So starting with Coed. We have Fantastic Nine versus La Sect. Fantastic. Fantastic. Fighting Tigers, Sriracha Hot Chili Sauce. Tigers. Give me Sriracha. Les semi croquants, yin and yang. Semi-seas. Semi-seas. And Party Mix versus Power Rangers. Power, Power Rangers. Rangers. Division E, Oreos versus Les Chevaliers du Rohan. Oreos. Oreos. Melons, Oscars, Hockey School. Oscars. <laughs> Give me Three melons. wins, brother. Give me Melons. Ravens, Lee Thick. Ravens. Ravens. Pinchellos, Suicide Squad. Pinchellos. Uh, suicide Squad. Brewers, Balls Deep. Balls Deep. Uh, the uh, poorly written Balls Deep. That'll be five in a row. Menace they, they, to they didn't make the schedule. <laughs> Menace to Sobriety versus Trailer Park Boys. I... I think this game is going to go on, but if it gets rescheduled, we'll repick it in future weeks. Um, I'll take sobriety. Me as well. Quantrium FFC Blast from the Past. Uh, Quantrium. I'll go Blast from the Past. Dilly Dilly V-Town. Dilly Dilly. Dilly Dilly. By the way, do you see um, Iggy Magnus' uh, pass-catch r- uh, ratio? Is it good? Check it out. No. Uh, Green means Just go. Just tell us what it is. I, I got to find out. He was a Rainmakers. 
Sorry? Green means go Rainmakers. Um, GMG. I'll go with Rainmakers. The Bad Batch save the Turftiles. Ooh, boy. Turftiles went for me, I man. have to pick the Bad Batch, though, yes, because they're do, the team. Turftiles, my friend. We, we're giving ourselves losses every week. You know that, right? I'm at three wins with uh, with my, with my boys. It was Bad Batch. Uh, Division D, Mean Girls, Sparrow's Legion. Um, Mean Girls. Uh, Sparrow's Legion. Tuts and Parlays versus Loyola. Tuts. Tuts. PDs and Negronis, Arush. 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 Glow Gang, Tough Lungs. Tough Lungs. Glow Gang. Fighting Illini, Los Siete Amigos. Oh, I say. Um, I'm going to go Flighting Illini. Ball in 60s, Kiss My End Zone. Kiss My End Zone. Ball in 60s. Johnny Fireball, Trap Stars. Trap Stars. Trap Stars. The Stoics, Bruins. Bruins. You know, Bruins I, I, I think the Stokes are due. I, I think they can definitely go with his victory here, but I'm going with the Bruins. Bruins are good, man. Clinkers, Voodoo. Uh, Clinkers. Clinkers. They're playing good ball of late, man. Hey, Mark Andre's back. By the way, Mark Andre Delonier, first ever career rushing touchdown. I heard. I heard. Vulture. He immediately texted me. Yeah. Vultures lockdown. <laughs> Sorry, Eagle. <laughs> Vultures by a lot. Brother. Hot sauce sports replacements. Sorry, Hot Nim. Sauce. I'm sending you home with a 50 point loss. Get out of here. Go to Florida. I never want to see you again. Hot sauce. Uh, Les Bleu Branleurs, the new guys. New guys. Uh, new guys. And Blackouts, top season. I'm going to go Blackouts, but I don't yeah, understand what's going on. I'm going to go Blackouts as well, but. Division C. It's not comfortable, though, right? No. Mangoose, top sauce. Uh, top sauce. Loser is out. out. I go with top sauce. Actually, it's not losers out because top sauce can still technically yeah, make it, they but could. they probably would be out if they don't win. I have to play the music again, so you gotta go faster. Yeah, we gotta go faster. Blue Dreamers, blessed. Ooh, blessed. Blessed. Balls deep, Ligro Cuck. Ligro uh, Cuck. Sheesh! Easy W. Sheesh. Sheesh! B Ballers, Les Santar. B Ballers. B Ballers. Silent Ticklers versus the South Harmon Institute Shit. of Technology. Ticklers. And Double Header. The Infantry versus the South Harmon Institute of Technology. Oh, for two infantry. Infantry. And then we have Division A and B. We have KGP, BYOB. KGP. KG, KGP. Urgence Medzik, here for the beers. UM. UM. Junkyard Dogs, get off our D. Uh, ooh, uh, give me get off our D. Get off our D. Braves Contraband. This is a great game. I'm going Contraband. I'm going to go Braves. And last game, Chernobyl 21 versus All-Stars. All-Stars. Going to stop picking against Wyatt. All-Stars. There we go, guys. We are officially done. All right. Uh, we are now approaching the final two. Three. Week 9, 10, and then 11. Yes. I cannot emphasize how important is it is for all the captains to see your rosters and make sure you guys have the correct number of games played because we do have a glitch in our app. So I've been informing play teams. And listen, your guy was there last week. He's not there this week. Just send an email to the league to make sure, hey, the guy has the proper games to count for. And don't, I'm going to say this very unprofessionally, don't fuck with us. We know when you're lying to us, okay? So if someone's missing a game played, we understand. We'll fix it. But if you think you're going to squeeze someone in by cheating them on their roster, it's not going to happen. Because we we had a we know there's pitches. a problem, but we know where the problem is, so we're not stupid. No, this we just want you guys to be honest and fair and making sure we know what's going on. All right, uh, magic words, please. Um, I had one, I forgot it. <laughs> Good, Travis Kelsey's hair. Good night, Tim Tebow. And we finish with exactly oh, one hour. That's what I was gonna say. My my final words were actually Anthony Cuomo's Italian defense makes me think I'm not a touchy enough Italian. Good night, Tim Tebow. I was going to go with good night, Afghanistan. But 